Today on the podcast, synonyms for crap snapper, synonyms for songs, puns, low-rating TV shows, hens, children's TV, and glens. A lot of stuff. Just one glen. A lot of gear in there. A lot of synonyms and TV. Mm, yeah. yeah. I really thought that we would have loads of calls for, you know, other na- alternative names for bum or bottom. We didn't. You know, the problem was I listed too many Mate, great examples. You, I thought that you listed I did about, about 20 to twenty to 25 so many. synonyms. I yeah. did give you a list of ones you didn't say. Mm. Yeah, but none of them are as good as Crap Snapper. No. That mm. is still, I feel like that is the turd best. Turd Cutter's okay. Yeah, <laughs> well, she's, you've built on Turd Cutter is what you've done. Well, yeah, okay. Or um, well, the employee entrance is mm. my favourite. Oh, please, a bit. God. I don't know where my list is. Or list in a bit. Oh, here we go. The squished Mitten? Mm. Yeah. Travel yeah. Tunnel? Yeah, uh, we're focusing too much on the internals now. I like the outside. Yeah. I like the bumhole at a surface level. Did I just say bumhole? It's the yeah. podcast. It's okay. Oh well, oh what? So as long as you say crap snapper, it's okay. But when I use the scientific <laughs> term of a noose, it sounds all of a sudden I'm shamed. Bumhole sounds just more yeah. offensive for some reason than crap snapper. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it's because the ho- word hole. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Push. Look, we've all got. Yeah, we've all got seven holes each. So. Um, synonym song about, yep, Shy Guy's doing the maths out there. Look at him going, look at him working over. Yeah. What's Don't that? forget the nostrils, big boy. Ah. Ah, yeah. Synonym song name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> back as well. Uh, the pun battle, a daredevil escaped from uh, a dead cow's bum hole, actually. So, so yeah. much he played butt the, gear. He played the role of the crap snapper. So much butt gear. <laughs> Low rating TV crap. shows after Channel 10 news show debuts to 22. 44. 44 people. 44 people. Mm. Yep. Um, Shocking. Yeah. Hens. Your hens are laying eggs. Your yeah. hen is laying eggs. The egg. big frizz is back. She's back laying, which is excellent yeah. news for me. Well, when big frizz prospers, we all prosper. Yeah. Uh, we were worried for a while, then. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's all good. Uh, you noticed something about bluey? Yeah, bluey. Kind of blew my mind a um, bit. A bit. And Glenn. It doesn't take much to blow my mind these days, <laughs> obviously. Opening intro credits of Bluey. He's uh, got an 805 run. And uh, check in with Glenn on uh, him leaving his socks around. But, I mean, he's come to the party. He's making an effort. Hey, mate, you are, you are defending Glenn so hard on this pet peeve thing and giving me no support. Yeah. It's pissing me off. Look, it's I have to remain unbiased in the situation. You are so it, biased. What are you talking about? Only because he's giving so much, and I don't think you're giving enough in return. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get more to the bottom of that tomorrow. In the meantime, enjoy the pod. Okay, let's talk about Bluey. So if, you, if you're not a parent, you, there's no reason that you should watch Bluey. But I only discovered Bluey about three months ago because Henry really only started watching TV mm. after he turned three or around turning three. And that was me purposefully going, I don't want you watching yep. TV before now. But Perfect mixture of free-range parent and tiger parent. Thank you. We watch as a family. They're only nine-minute to ten-minute episodes. Seven minutes, I believe. Some, seven minutes, sure. I watched uh, on iView last night, and every single one that it seemed that I could select was seven minutes long. Okay, there you go. For, seven great minutes. for kids and, uh, and 32-year-olds with poor attention spans. Exactly. Well, that's kind of one of the reasons that they're so short. But they're just bite-sized. They're brilliant. They. It, I just – I – cannot rave enough about Bluey as a TV show, as a parent. I know, and I've heard this so often, which is why I was so disappointed when I Googled yesterday. I was like, what's the best Bluey episode to watch? For someone who's gone, going in completely blind, what's the best episode to watch? And it was Sleepy Time. Okay. And so I watched Sleepy Time, season two. It episode, wasn't Smoochy Kiss. And it wasn't Smoochy Kiss. Not so, Dirt. Not Dirt's dirt. really funny. No, I might, well, I might have to give Dirt and Smoochy Kiss a go, but Sleepy Time apparently was the uh, one that should win award after award, and I watched it. I watched it twice. It yeah. was very complicated. I didn't understand it. 
She was going from dream state back to sleep state. And it's designed for toddlers. I know. That's why I was so <laughs> upset and confused and annoyed. I went on IMDb. I'm trying to like, what's the synopsis here? Maybe what's going on? Overthinking it. Oh, well, people in the comments are like, oh, this is amazing. If there's one thing you do today, watch this Bluey episode. I was like, may, half of it made me excited because I'm like, maybe it is for people with kids. Like, once you've got kids, you you'll get it. Get it. Yeah. Whereas me, obviously, uh, I don't have kids, so I don't, don't get it. I mean, I, yeah, I've seen impressive things before. I mean, you want to watch Alice in Wonderland on mute and listen to Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon after a couple of treats. Unbelievable. Okay, right. If you think your minds get blown over bluey after seven minutes, okay, well, do yourself maybe... a favour this Saturday night. Put the kids to bed early. <laughs> maybe this is something that does only resonate with people who have stepped into parenting town. Mm. I didn't watch it before I was a parent, so I can't compare. But I do, I love this show, and... I've seen this article about the opening sequence in Bluey and it has blown my mind. So I've only been watching Bluey for a few months. We might watch three episodes back to back on a Saturday morning or something. We watch it as a family. Um, And sometimes when we watch Bluey, I'm like, "Mm, I am so the mum and Glenn is so the dad. Maybe that's why we love it so much. So here, if you know the opening theme, as we play it, like picture what's happening on the screen because it is quite visual what this what is going to blow your mind about it. But we all know and love the opening theme from Bluey. so much joy hearing yeah, that. It's good fun. It's good fun. Now, there's this American mum, because Bluey is popular all over the world. Mm. Um, this American mum, her name is Tilda, and she has done a video sharing this detail that she only just realised. She's been watching Bluey for four years. So she was, she's been a fan of the show. She's obviously got a couple of kids, so she's just watching it all the time. So she has watched that opening sequence probably hundreds of if not thousands of times. And this is just a very basic scene, blue background, the four characters all dancing, and then just these are all their names. That's it. There's, so, there's no, like, crazy, you know, background scenes or anything. It's no, just no. four dogs with a blue screen. That's right. It's the family. And so the order is mum, dad, bingo, bluey. And what happens is when the character's name mum happens, mm. they all stop, that character stops dancing. Yeah. And then freezes. Because they're playing musical statues. And I did not realise this. I was like, oh, they're all doing these crazy dances and then, like, they all end up. That's just the opening sequence. But this mum, she's uh, she's hit the nail on the head. They're yeah. playing musical statues. And when their name gets set, like, in musical statues, they freeze. So mum freezes first and then dad and then bingo and then bluey freezes in the Watch it, Lakey. Wait for it. Bingo! Bingo jumps into mum's hands. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. (laughs) All of a sudden, sleepy time makes a whole lot more sense. (laughs) Like I said, it's designed for toddlers. Right. Lakey. Something amazing happened off the air. Uh, <laughs> mics were on. We're pre-recording the podcast intro, uh, talking about the, the humble poop shoot. Nice slang name. Sending him for bum. That was your, yeah, the, I feel like that's your go-to for bottom. Mm. And then we found out your go-to. 
Mm. Also, the origin of the Dutch oven. Where did it come from? Not from Denmark. From my poop shoot. <laughs> no, uh, it probably came from Denmark. Um, poop shoot is such a... <laughs> Poop shoot. <laughs> crap snapper's a good oh, one. Crap, crap snapper. snapper. Oh. <laughs> Took us all off guard. Good, good old chuckle from everyone on that. Yeah, I I don't even know where crap snapper came from, but it's definitely been buried in the back of my brain. I haven't used that terminology for, I would say, 15 or 20 years. Mm. Like, it's just, it's something that I heard a really long time ago, and I just... I feel like I need to recycle it and use it more often. Crap snapper. It's great. What I love about synonyms for, for butts and stuff like this is that on surface level, you're just like, ha, ah, that's humorous. I mean, crap and snap, those those rhyme. You've used it. It's coming out of a, a mother's mouth. That's funny context just in itself anyway. <laughs> I've never heard that. This is all new gear. Ha ha. Ruffle mayo on the floor. Back to the bum chat. Where, and then and then you think about it, you're like, oh, God, oh, hang on a second. Hey. And then you dissect the, the true meaning of, of what a crap snapper really would be. Yeah. And then it would, well, well it's, a, it, it's a very it's descriptive. Crap, isn't yeah, it? well, it's quite descriptive. It's, it's spot on. Actually, it's spot on. What you've done, you've you've got all the, the playfulness of the poop shoot with all the, the ins and outs and mechanisms of the cigar cutter. Yes. And you've created your own crap snapper. Yeah, crap snapper is. And at the moment, it's got to be the clubhouse leader. And we thought on 131060, can you beat the crap snapper? Slang names for bums. And I think parents parents have to get really good at changing mm. the, the names of anatomy for kids just when they're a little bit younger. Yep. So, I mean, I, I get that, you know, bottom is the technical term. But we all say bum, and then mm. there's this follow-on effect from there where you mm. might even have like a family term mm. for the word bum yep. or butt or bottom yep. or crap Let, snapper. Let's not just focus on the G-rated family terms this morning. Let's go real MA15 plus well, tradie talk. Look, it is before 7 o'clock, <laughs> so if there's some <laughs> naughty ones, if there are some naughty ones, we will allow it just for the purpose of having the conversation on air to this morning. To a point. Absolutely. Oh, to no. a point. oh everyone's got their breaking point. Rude. Yeah, no, no. Your Milo walruses, your Vegemite corners. That's it. Your Cabanossis yeah. behind the couch That's... sort of situation. <laughs> Leave a piece of Cabanossi behind the couch, find it three months later. <laughs> exactly. We are playing the synonym song name game. I say a couple of words. I don't make any sense figuring out the synonyms to those words. It will reveal a well-known song title that we play on the station. 2020 is the era this morning. Mm. I did say before, synonym song name for Naughty Man. Naughty Man. <laughs> Been racking your brains. Shy Guy had an answer, but it wasn't from 2020. I had I the believe. same answer. You had the same answer. Yeah. It was not from 2020, though. Do we think about that? No. that go into the thought process? No. Well, no. Okay. Um, all right, fair enough. Well, uh, you guys said bad boy. It's not bad. It wasn't bad boy. boys. Uh, Lucas, morning to you. Good morning. Morning. Hey, you can be on Team Maz this morning. Uh, so, morning to you. And John, good morning. Morning. You can be on Team Shago this morning. So, morning to you. Good. Um, good chat. Just, just make sure that we're all on the same page here, Lucas and John. What did you think the song was? Bad guy. Bad guy. Bad guy. guy. Billy Eilish. Billy Eilish. <laughs> oh, yeah. Duh. Naughty, oh, yeah. bad, man, guy, bad guy. Good. See, this era is just not my strong suit. Well, you guys might be relying more on Lucas and John this morning, more so than I Lucas think, and John relying on Maz and Shy guys. I think so. Like 2020 for me. I think I'll do it, okay. Oh, do you, Justin? Okay. Well, Lucas and Maz taking on John and Shy Guy. Let's go. Just yeah. 
buzz in with the song title. Okay. Let me just get one more gauge. Lucas, make a sound. Oh, Jesus. Lucas. Okay, Lucas. Yeah. And then John? Oh. J- John? John. Okay, okay. okay. I think I can. Do we need I'll... names? Oh, no, nah, I can now differ. Do... I can differ. Oh, can you differ? Yeah, I got my ears cleaned out last week with a couple of wax candles. I can hear the difference. All right. Here we go. First one. <laughs> Big fruit. Fructose. Watermelon sugar. Watermelon sugar. High. Nice. Watermelon sugar high. Is that 2020? Yeah. Wow. Feels I like it was only was six months ago. Year, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? Big fruit, watermelon, fructose, sugar, watermelon, sugar. 2020, big COVID hit from the hazmat. <laughs> One nil to... Is that what we're calling Harry Styles? <laughs> That's what I call it. The hazmat. Okay. One nil. Like, like it. The Lucas and Maz. Here's the second one. Inflate it above. Inflate it above. Lucas. Mm. Lucas. Pump it up. Yeah, big gal. Inflate it, pump it up above. Pump it up. Endor. We didn't play this one enough on the station, in my opinion, in 2020. No. <laughs> Question no, number three. We didn't. <laughs> Synonym song name four. This is a tough one. Oh, no. Hurrying spine. Hurrying Spine. Mm. Mm. This is tough. This mm. is tough stuff. This is built Tonka tough guys. Um. Mm. Hurrying. I, spine. I want to say I, rushing back, yes. but is that a song? Oh, yes, it is. Oh, I was going to yeah. say it, but I've learned. I don't know the song. That's all right. You don't need to. Oh, is this Just so you know the words. Bloom and Vera Blue, rushing, rushing back. back. Hurrying, rushing, spine. I back. didn't think this was a 2020 rushing song. That's why I held back. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. No, Never hold back. You should have rushed. You should rush back. Lucas and Maz out to an unassailable three. Love lead, but two not, more to go not. just for a bit of fun. Question number four Lilac cap. Purple hat. What is this song? This <laughs> is one we definitely didn't play. Yeah. Played on nights. Yeah. Who's it by? Ash London and the Danny oh. Lake Late Show. Oh. All over this one. Sophie Tucker. Never heard of it. Well, I definitely but played this one at 4 a.m. with some kick on. It's a banger. Can we do that for like our Pump Up Jam breakfast. for tomorrow? Yeah, we'll do it tomorrow. Let's do it for our Pump Up Jam. Tune in. Yes. Purple Hat. Song. Great song. Great song. Good, good song to work out. Never too, heard of it. Final one. <laughs> uh, Naughty Kid. Naughty Kid. Naughty Kid. Um... Naughty kid. Bad child. Time tonight. Naughty. Bad. Can I take this to a tiebreaker? Child. No. It's Nearly. only 3 1. Oh, no, 3 2. Three, two. Yeah, 3 2. No, you can't take it to a tiebreaker. Because <laughs> you're like the next one, right? Yeah, I know, but it was the best of five. So I'd need two more if you won the next Don't one. Do you have more? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my fault. Keep going. I can't. Yeah, you can. Uh, we we want fair and square. Yeah, yeah, fair and oh, square. All right, fine. Yeah. Never, never have heard such madness. Crime zero. Oh, God. God. It needs to be cancelled over there. <laughs> <laughs> Channel 10's new breakfast show records 44 <laughs> viewers in dismal debut. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
That is not good. Important to note, this is a Sydney market. In a market of 9 million people, 44 viewers did tune in for the debut of Channel 10's morning show. Kicks off at 8am, by the way. Okay, so so business as usual, bold and the beautiful, 23 minutes left of that, and then we can watch XLB. Spinner thing. So, so the idea is, so Studio Ten used to start at eight a.m. Now mm. they're putting this like news first breakfast mm. bit in for half an hour mm-hmm. from eight to eight thirty, and then Studio Ten resumes from eight thirty with Sarah Harris and the gang. Yep, got it. So, uh, forty-four viewers in Sydney, two hundred twenty-four viewers in Perth, though. So that's you know, you win Perth, you win the nation. Uh, the new program does fill a thirty-minute <laughs> slot previously held by Studio Ten. Yeah, Exelby's doing it Monday to Wednesday. Yep, love her. And then Lachlan Kennedy Thursday and Friday. Who's that? Uh, round-faced man, respectable journalist. Is he? Yeah. So and and so Natasha Exelby is a respected journo as well. So it's just it's just the news portion. It's just hard hitting news for thirty minutes. Yeah. And you, who are you trying to steal? The rusted on Koshy fans. You know the people who ring up and think they got a shot winning ten grand with the cash cow. It takes a lot to change channels. Do they still do the cash cow? Yes, oh. they'll do the cash cow. I haven't seen him, mate. Those udders are red raw. He's been milked for that while. No, the cash cow is still around. Cash cow is still there. Cash cow will, cash cow will, Koshi will go before the cash cow. They don't do I Wake Up With Today anymore. No. Well, that's right. The Today Show. Yeah, Yeah. because they realise they can't compete with the cash cow. Cash cow wins. The bloke inside the cash cow outfit is trying to escape, but cannot because they've sewn up his bum two times. But Channel 10, uh, dismal, 44 viewers. They're persisting with it at this stage. But we thought we'd go down the the road of, of terrible. TV show Hall of Fame debuts where it just missed the mark. So much excitement, so much build up to certain TV shows and some hit and some don't. That's the nature of the biz. Such a waste of money. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Think about, to put a TV show together Mm. from pilot TV show to broadcast TV show, Mm. you're talking tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. You're Mm -hmm. talking loads of people. You're talking publicity teams, makeup artists, film crews, floor managers. It's its bonkers. The and then people don't tune in. And then execs don't get their bonuses. It's a big thing. Um, who could forget Rove, the reboot of Rove say, hang a couple on. of years ago. Rove Live. Rove hey, great. Live Rove Live was, was fantastic back in the day. Don't get me wrong. Rove Live averaged a million viewers. That that's was massive. iconic. I remember what that. The? I remember. That, what I the? mean, that wouldn't work now in the digital age. But back then, what the? That was brilliant. Well, it didn't work second time around. I remember a few years ago, he came back from America, started it off. He was playing Foursquare with Kevin Rudd in the first episode. Oh, yeah. no. They got him in yeah. for the ratings. It tanked after two weeks. Mm. Two weeks? They 2019 off- was the year. Yep. Was that after the breakfast show? Did he do the breakfast show oh, at some point? City, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was after that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's called Saturday Night Road. Oh, yeah. it was just... Okay, sure. Yeah. Part of pilot week. Bit of a fail. Second time around. Yep. Okay, good. Yep. Unlike his orthotics and generous heel, it did not provide a boost. <laughs> um, ben Elton, live from planet Earth what in 2011. It? Never what heard of it. That? The Nine Network launched its 2011 season with the tagline, The Home of Laughter. What? But after the premiere of its signature new show, Ben Elton Live, the only ones laughing were the rival networks. Viewers, on the other hand, didn't find much to laugh about in the show's debut episode, even prompting prompting an apology from the show's star Who and writer is, Ben Elton. Who's Ben Elton? <laughs> I've never heard of this guy. I think he's an English comedian. Oh. And uh, Nine pulled the plug after a handful of episodes and Ben had to make an apology for how poor the TV wow. show was on the air. Oh, uh, no. There's also Yasmin's Getting Married. Who what, could forget again, that? Again, never Sounds heard. Fun. Yasmin's getting married. Never heard of it. Well, this was back in 2006. Re- Rena- it was originally Renee's getting married. 
Okay. Um, it was to be a reality TV twist on the everyday boy meets girl scenario, but alarm bells must have rung out when not even Renee wanted to follow through with it. And what? Pulled out prior to the first episode. Oh my gosh, Channel 10. Deciding she didn't want a national television audience to help her find true love. A last minute change sees Yasmin take on the role. After four episodes of a planned 40, 10 pulled the series off the air, and Yasmin's oh. ambition of becoming a reality TV bride remains unfulfilled to this day. What a oh, shame. No. Sad. Australia's naughtiest home video show. They probably yep. never intended to be an ongoing series. Australia's Naughtiest Home Video Show, hosted by Doug Mulray. Oh, my gosh. Possibly set the record for the shortest-lived program ever on Aussie TV. The program was planned to show videos too risque for Australia's Funniest Home Video Show. However, the program failed to raise a laugh from one angry viewer, that being Mr. Kerry Packer, owner of the oh, TV oh, channel network. Mr. Boss. Imagine just watching it at home and just like shooting off a text and going, no. No. He was so angry at what he saw, he called the station halfway through the one-hour program and demanded that the program be taken off the air immediately, thus cutting out halfway through and ending any hopes for Doug Mulray. All the TV shows we've discussed so far, that is the one that I absolutely would watch. Mm. Australia's naughtiest home video show with Doug Mulray. That's amazing. Packer doesn't like it. Oh, Packer. You don't get to watch it. I know what they put on instead, like Big Bang Theory or something. Probably. Maybe not back then. Oh, 1992. I don't know. Humphrey B. Bear? I'm not sure. Packers, Packers are big sons and daughters kind of guy. Oh, okay, yeah. So, sure. yeah. Um, and the <laughs> final one, one of my favourites from 2013. Do you remember Celebrity Splash? Yes. I Celebrity Splash. Celebrity Splash. <laughs> I do remember Big marketing Celeb- campaign for that one. I feel like they had two seasons of Celebrity Splash. And, uh, it, it rated very poorly. It was did, all pre-recorded. So they played. Larry and Kylie, That's I think, right. together. Kylie. Yeah, from the morning show. Yeah, but... There's only so many times you can watch Denise Drysdale failing a front flip in off a one metre springboard. <laughs> so. Yes. Yeah, Good idea on paper. Yeah. That's about it, though. Coming up next, Josh Thomas with the pin drop. My partner's got a pet poof. Doesn't have to be this way. Um, you can stamp it out. <laughs> you can iron it out early in the relationship. I know so because I've done so. Sweet, sweet lady. Love her. 99.999%. Great. Sorry. Love her as a friend. Can't get enough of her as a friend. Love her as a friend. Love her ways. What a great chick. Easy. It's casual. It's not casual if you're dropping the L-bomb. That ain't casual. Some budgies refuse to get their wings clipped. (laughs) Now, she's great. But the one thing that annoyed me. They're great wing clippers. (laughs) (laughs) She's great. But I got over her... Constantly for six months asking me, do I need a jacket? Do I, and, as in her. As in her. She doesn't know how warm or cold she is. Do I need a jacket? What's the temperature outside? What do you think tomorrow? Do you think when we go out to dinner tonight, I'll need a jacket? Do you think there'll be air conditioning on this plane? Should I pack an extra jacket in my hand luggage? I don't know. I don't care. I'm sorry, but you need to figure out. What were you doing before me? What were you doing before me? Continue that bit. Continue that. I'll add to other things. Happy to give advice. Oh, I told her. I can't have her asking me what her core temperature will be yeah. eight hours from now. Stamped it out. You did stamp this it out. This had the potential to be a 50-year partner pet peeve. <laughs> no longer. You have hit, you've hit a nerve in relationships definitely mm. because as soon as you said pet peeves, I immediately knew the thing that I do that annoys my husband, <laughs> which we've spoken about on the show with him in great detail at mm. length, and that is I do not stack the dishes according to the Tetris style that he likes the dishes to be stacked. I'm just like, it's higgledy-piggledy all over the place. But at least they're done. They're in the dish rack drying. Let's get on with it. I think that makes it worse, though. 
because it, it's like you'd, you're almost doing it out of spite. It's an insult to Glenn. It's an insult to the chore itself, <laughs> and it's an insult to the designer of the dish rack. Okay. But, I mean, if, if he thought, let's just put him wherever, it would have just been a tray. Okay. Sure. Yeah, like an industrial sure. kitchen. Okay. Well, I've taken that on board. Mm. And then uh, yesterday we had Glenn on the show, and I mentioned that – and can you just um, open up our group WhatsApp? Because I've posted a photo that I took late yesterday afternoon, early evening – Um, Because the thing that really ticks me off about Glenn is that he will just leave his socks lying around the house. Mm. So we leave our our shoes at the front door outside because we don't want to tread dirt all through the house. And Mm -hmm. then so he's sliding around in socks and then he get he runs hot. So he doesn't want to wear socks. Like he wears shorts in winter. Like Mm. he's he just doesn't he doesn't need a jumper and he never needs to ask me if he needs one, but he will just take his socks off and just leave them wherever he is around the house when he takes the socks off. But yeah, so what's the process of this? Because I do remember this crystal clear. When I came to your house, it was a strict shoes off before you enter yeah, sort of situation. Yeah, that's just a hygiene thing. Like I just don't want your outside mess coming into my beautiful house. Okay. Not you specifically, like anyone that comes, anyone <laughs> just, that scores it in <laughs> Oh, yeah, just, right. just the dirt on the bottom of your shoes. Because I was dragging my bum around the carpet for a while, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bigger I, issue. I don't think that that's super weird to no, do no, shoes no, no. outside no, of the enough, house. No. We've so got shoes kids off. coming in and out shoes from off. footy training or whatever. Shoes outside. But that could be the, the root of the problem because now you, you've let a man all hopped up on fizzy sugar run around <laughs> the house. And now what? So he doesn't have now a process, oh, now I'm in the house, I'm going to put my socks by the by the door. So he's obviously, he's enjoying his socks for a while around the house. Put them in the, the wash. And then, but then the second... He realizes, okay, I don't want to wear socks anymore. He just takes them off. That's what he just bails on. Just li- and just leaves them right. wherever he is at the moment. He decides to take them off, and I have photographic evidence that I've put in our WhatsApp group, which you can see. Yeah, didn't pick Glenn as a Deodora sport ankle sock kind of guy, <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> lo and behold. <laughs> but that's what he does, right? So mm. what we agreed to is we agreed. We said I was like, if you can start. Picking up your socks or just mm. like don't leave them on the ground. Put them in the washing basket. We have like three washing baskets around the house that you could put them in or I don't know, put them in a pocket or just not on the floor. If you can do that, I will do my very, very best at stacking the dishwasher like a normal human mm. instead of some weird creative. And that was the agreement that we came to yesterday. Mm. So I have an update from my family <laughs> on this situation. Mm. And unfortunately... Because I did the cooking last night, Glenn did the dishes. All right. So we're still in a holding pattern on that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we all ruffle our piece of paper and gather our dossiers for the next break. Daredevil <laughs> <laughs> escaped from the inside of a dead cow by crawling out of its bum. Nice. Stuntman has opened up about one of his most gruesome escape acts out of a <laughs> dead cow cow's bum. <laughs> Welsh escape artist Jonathan Goodwin decided to put his skills to the test by getting himself free from the inside of a cow. He was inspired after seeing another escape artist escape from a dead whale back in the day. The escape artist said it was perfect. I was basically tied up and put inside it and they laced it back up like a big shoe with legs. That is, it's kind of gross. Slimy, smelly, stinky. Yeah, there's just... Dark, lonely in there, lonely inside the gizzards of a cow. True survival story. It really is. It's a very, very difficult thing to escape from, he said. I couldn't really breathe in there. (laughs) (laughs) It was very heavy. (laughs) Goodwin managed to make his escape uh, out of the cow's backside. I managed, (laughs) he continued, I managed to get my hand out of the cow. My dad, who's a comedic genius, just walks over and shakes my hand through the ass of the cow. That's very funny. (laughs) It's quite funny. (laughs) 
Oh, so, however, despite the channel, oh, it was going to be on TV. Uh, back in 2005. Surely they cannot air that. Well, Channel 4. Animal rights or someone's going to get upset. They refused to air yeah. it. They saw how it went and they said they can't put they, that no, on television. They can't put that on TV. So we only have the stories. Um, but what a great uh, opportunity for one of these bad boys. Pun battle. Pun battle. Pun battle. Pun battles. Pun for pun. Five versus five. One on one, mm. shy guy, the adjudicator, East Coast, mm-hmm. West Side, uh, East Coast, Jesus Christ, puns. Okay, puns. Puns are what we're doing. Puns, 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 puns are what puns. we're doing. Okay. Uh, so here we go. Jonathan Goodwin, he's the escape artist. He explained it. He was inspired by a very famous, another very famous escape artist, Moudini. Damn it. Pun battle. Did you have that one? That was going to be my closer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was going to be my big bomb. Glad okay. I went first. Fair enough. Uh, well, yes, he has been described as the the modern day Moudini. Damn it! Modern day Moudini. I should have um, gone first. Well, you didn't. You asked me, and I said I'll go first. Yeah, I know. Didn't think you had the Moudini in you. You've got the Moudini. Damn it! Um, of course, there's a lot of pressure when it came to organising this type of stunt because Jonathan didn't want to butcher it. Pun battle. Talk about a big. Reveal. Pun battle. That's clever. Got it. Um, oh, when when Jonathan first came up with this idea, he thought to himself, "Oh, escaping out of the backside of a cow—that's utterly ridiculous." Pun battle. Now they say he escaped out of a cow's bum. <laughs> I prefer the term dairy air. Pun <laughs> battle. I don't know if you guys know this, but a lot of escape artists, when they're locked into an escape, suffer from a really intense feeling of deja vu. This guy's just nuts, isn't he? Yeah. He is one crazy mother heifer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One of the most appealing parts of putting this escape together was that none of Jonathan's team had ever heard of such a stunt. It was so calculated, oh, no. it was bound to get headlines in the newspaper. No! Oh! Battle. Triple! That's my first triple! How dare. That's my first How dare triple. you play it so cool and so nonchalant. Yeah, I'll go first. <laughs> I got this. Oh. Moose paper. Yeah. <laughs> Bill, if, it were, if it was a smaller cow, he, he could have escaped in half the time. <laughs> Doesn't feel, feel appropriate, doesn't after the triple. No. Yeah, Gotta go to Maz. Maz and Lakey. Can I give you a chook update, guys? The chook shed? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. So you know, I've got three chickens. Um, He-Man, Cat, and Frizzle. <laughs> The big frizz. The big frizz. The big frizz. She was laying eggs. We're getting an egg a day mm. for a couple of months. Being great. Especially with egg prices increasing. Really well, there's an egg shortage as well. Yeah. You can sell those eggs. We could. Well, the problem there was that frizz stopped laying eggs, if you remember, because mm. she was getting broody, which is something that chickens do. Mm. So she was getting broody, which means she was sitting on imaginary eggs that weren't there and in the hope that they would hatch. I hate to say it. She was picking on the other chooks and being a bully. We thought we were going to have to build a separate 
little isolation, like put her in a bit of solitary confinement away mm. from the other chickens, for, which can mm. I just say, chookbook.com.au suggests that we do that with a broody right. chook. That's not us. That that wasn't my idea. No. I was like, I don't even know if I like that idea, but the chook gods say mm. if you want to snap a broody chook, a circuit breaker is what to just isolate mm. them. Yeah, time out. But we didn't do any of that. We were like, let's just keep, whenever she was going into the box to sit on the imaginary eggs, we would just take her out of the box and like put her back with the other chickens and they're hiding under the deck because it's been raining and stuff. And so we were like, let's just try that first before we go to all, you know, this building a separate enclosure debacle, which would just be a nightmare. And yesterday, the big frizz popped out an egg. Well, that's a wrap for Maz and Lakey. But you can catch any moment from the show anytime you like. Download our free listener app, then search for Maz and Lakey. Follow us and you get anything you missed and exclusive behind-the-scenes content. Maz and Lakey.